It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Triggynet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful, I guess we, I can't say the start of the last quarter for 2013, but um, I guess we're in the middle of the last quarter. But, you know, I had this little conversation with myself in the beginning of the week, and um, I was absolutely determined in the beginning of 2013. 13 in the beginning of this year to make this a big year for myself and for my business. And what I did was I just mentally put in my head that I was going to wipe the slate clean of any outstanding items that I might have had. And what I decided to do a lot of times, you know, the last week of the year between Christmas and New Year's or, you know, the holiday and New Year's, I always try to sit down and write my New Year's resolutions. And then I put in my head that everything has to be done immediately for the first of the year. And then I get this Encouraged right away when I don't see changes the first week of January. So what I decided to do this year is I decided to actually start preparing a little earlier for my New Year's resolutions and come up with my goals for 2014. I know a lot of the big companies do it way in advance, but as a small business owner, we're juggling so many different balls that a lot of times it does happen you know, a little later than we would want. So this year, I am starting a little early. So my business tip of the week is maybe let's start writing down our goals for 2014 and getting our New Year's resolutions started just a little earlier. Anyway, so with that, we're going to have a great show today. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have a business owner that's coming on as our guest. Her name is Sari Powazak. And what Sari did with her husband is they opened up a store called the Dollhouse and Toy Store. And they're located in Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona is one of their largest locations. And um, she has a really interesting story. Uh, The store opened in September of 1977. So they've been in business for quite some time. And they started out with a 600 square foot store and Now they've got a store over 3,650 square feet. So they've multiplied that by, you know, six times their original size. So they've come a long, long way. And um, they just, she has such a unique way 
of setting up her store. They're known as one of the biggest adoption centers for dolls. So I can't wait to hear more about that. But with that, I'd like to welcome Sari Poazek to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Sari. Good morning. How, How are you, you Sari? <laughs> I'm doing great. How I are you doing? Fine. I feel I so guilty. Sari, I feel guilty all the time when I have my guests from the West Coast call in so early, but I want you to know how much your time and getting up early is so appreciated to me and my listeners. Actually, don't feel guilty because I slept late today. I slept till 6.30. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And Normally, I know you I had... get up at 5. Really? that That's a true entrepreneur. Yeah. That's great. But, Sari, I know you have a very, very busy day ahead of you with a lot of PR going on. And I'm I thrilled. Do. It's a PR day today. That's great. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. So, Sari, can you give us a little bit of background? Um, tell us, like, I always ask this question, and um, I, I can't wait to hear the answer. Did you do anything as a child to make yourself think that you'd ever become an entrepreneur when you got older? I always wanted to own a toy store, and it goes back to having nothing as a child. Wow. So we were poor, so I always had hand-me-downs. But um, it just kind of evolved. Throughout. I actually have a master's in early education, and I was teaching. So it oh, just great. kind of evolved over the years. I love when a business owner has the solid credentials behind them to go out and follow their calling, because that's what it sounds like to me. So what was the turning point that actually made you say, I'm following my dream? Uh, we adopted our child, and one minute to 12, I was a teacher, and 12.01, I was not. And we decided that we did not want to raise a child in Las Vegas, Nevada. So my husband, who has an MBA, and I decided to open up, at that time, dollhouses and collectible dolls and bears were really very, very strong. We decided to open up a store in Scottsdale, because we had family here, and it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. And he was only going to stay for a couple of years, and then, lo and behold, I became pregnant, and then our child got one of, uh, my oldest got sick, and so uh, 37 years later, he's still in the business, and the two of us work hand in hand. It's wow. just something that happened, exactly. You know, it's one I... of those things, you can't control certain things in your life, and it just happens. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And one thing I always say, Sari, about running a business, it's so funny, and I don't know if you agree with me, but the path never ends up the way you think it does, whether good or bad. It's almost like we have in our mind, when we start our business, we have a vision of where we think we're going to go. And sure enough, that road gets a little curvy at times and a little hilly at times too. But it's just kind of funny how it all works in business. Um, And when that happens, you have to just kind of look at it and regroup. Yeah. And you have to, I think one of the things that are really important also, Sari, 
I don't know if you agree, but having positive people around you when that happens, because when all is going good, I think we all feel like we're on the top of the mountain. But it's when that road gets curvy and hilly, that's when we really need the support around us as well. Exactly. But you never know when that hill or curve is going to occur. So <laughs> you always have to be looking ahead to to grow and to yeah. withstand the curve. Absolutely. So, Sari, tell me, what do you think the biggest challenge is that you came across as a business owner all these years later? Well, most of it is the economy, uh, making decisions from uh, that were not necessarily the correct decisions, on occasion running scared. Um, you know, these are all things that we all face. And when we run scared, we find that we make very silly mistakes that can be pretty costly. There was a time when we first opened up that if you made a mistake, it was no big deal. But now mm -hmm. a mistake is extremely costly. So really, you need to put pen to paper. You need to be extremely cautious in what you do and make sure that what you're doing is sound. It doesn't mean it's still going to be the right thing, but you want to make sure that that it is a decision that you can live with. Yeah, I think that's great. So I'm curious, Sari, how does it work with um, having a husband as a partner? Do you feel, um, I, I, my first husband and I actually had our own business together and we learned pretty early on in our business that I had to do what I was good at. He had to do what he was good at. And we almost had this invisible line between us. And we made a promise to each other never to cross over that line. <laughs> and we would have these powwows. Oh. And I don't know if you guys have the same thing. I'm just curious. Well, we do in our own way. But we have also come up to the line where if one of us is really, really feeling very strongly, then the other one will acquiesce no matter what. Um, unless they can actually say, this is why I disagree, and bullet point it and really point out the pitfall. But if one feels really strongly, then we go for it. Because usually when that happens, it's a gut reaction, which I said be careful of. But usually when that happens, if you have the, the facts behind you, it works out well. But, yeah, we definitely, there have been times where we have crossed onto each other's path that has not been accepted by the other. And there have been occasions where I have looked at him and said, I think you need to go home today. And there have been times where he said to me, I think you need a massage. And we just go. <laughs> I think that's great. And I love the fact that you guys um, actually sit down and do it, do those bullets to, because sometimes when you put well, it down on paper, to. it, yeah, I think it becomes more yeah, clear. It, yeah, I, I think that's it's great. It becomes so, black and white. That's what it is. Not only does it become black and white for you as a business owner for yourself individually when you put, you know, any kind of things that you're questioning, you put it down on paper 
writing it makes it more clear for you, but then it also helps your partner see it a little more clear as well. But um, this exactly. is great information. Sorry, we're coming up on a break in less than a minute here. And um, I'm so happy. When we come back, we're going to talk about lots of things. We actually have a caller online here. Um, so I think that'll be a lot of fun to see. Somebody's got a question for us, Sari, and I can't wait to see what the question is. But um, Okay, great. Yeah, so we're going to come back. And I also, you know, challenges are important, but accomplishments are too. Talking about accomplishments, because the the baby steps that bring us to the big steps are so important as entrepreneurs that we celebrate the accomplishments as well. So we have lots more to talk about when we come back, but um, we're going to take a quick break. Everyone hang with us. Thanks. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on Toginet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. It's Josephine here, and we have Sari Poizak, um, business owner of the Dollhouse and Toy Store with us. And I believe we have a question. So let's see. Blythe, are you there? I'm here, and I have a question. 
Oh, great. You so, were talking about making making mistakes. Do you want me to just go into the question? Sure. Why not? Well, tell everybody who you are. All my listeners already know who Blythe is, but <laughs> tell everybody again in case we have a new listener today. Blythe. Yay, I'm Blythe. And if you're listening to this great show, I couldn't wait to hear the show today because it's so important with businesses, you know. And I'm from Baby and Toddler Instruction, so if you're listening, stay on. At, right after Josephine's show is my show, and we're going to be talking. Actually, this is really interesting because my guest this morning is going to be talking about being a single mother. And, you know, many single mothers work and have their own businesses. So stay tuned for my business, my show on TogiNet next. But I do have a question. Okay, great. You were Before the break, you were talking about making mistakes and, and, you know, when you have a new business, we don't always know what we're doing, at least I think, for me. When I was going to write the book, I had no clue. For all of us, I had no clue when I started with my books and what it cost. You know, when you buy a house, they tell you to have six months of of emergency money put away just in case. With a business, especially if you're working on loans, what do you do? How do you, you know, how do you put money away? Or should you, is the same rule, six months of money put away? And what about if you can't put it away? How do you protect yourself, you know, emotionally and financially, even though it's a big step and we don't always know what's going to happen? That's a well, great that's question. Because my husband is in, right, but my husband is the financial side of it. I'm more the marketing and the buying and, and display. Uh, you try to put three to six months away. Sometimes that's possible. Sometimes it's not. Um, and when it's not, you worry. Yes, but we do worry. One thing, <laughs> yeah, we all we always mm-hmm. worry. One of the things that's really important is to, um, especially if you're in a retail type of business anyway, or any business, is those that you do have bills with that you communicate with them, that you talk to them. Most yeah. people understand when there is a difficult time, especially like with the economy. And most, if, if you're feeling the pain, others are feeling the pain. So if you are communicating with your people that you do business with, there is an understanding. It's when you don't communicate that people get worried. I think that's a great point, Sari. And to get to reiterate what Sari said, I think, and Blythe, I think, obviously, the more money we have in reserve, you know, if you can have six months worth of finances as a cushion, of course, that's great. But everybody knows when you're starting a business, a lot of times you just might not have that. Or even worse, in the beginning, in my opinion, is if somebody goes out and gets a business loan, and let's just say they get a couple of hundred thousand dollars and you're feeling rich and you blow right through that money, all of a sudden you don't have that reserve. You know, what does one do? I think personally in my business, because running Glovies is very, very expensive, especially because inventory is involved. I think the most important thing to realize is everything always costs a minimum of three times as much as you think it does. And if you can get a cushion like investors or even if it comes down to family and friends and you turn to them and just say, you know what, I'm doing okay now, but will you back me in case I run into a little snag? I think it's important to have those conversations way before you actually need them. Because a lot of times, like I said, 
things happen. And when I started my business eight years ago, business insurance was not what it is today. You know, your expenses go up drastically in certain areas, at least they did as far as Glovies goes. I mean, eight years ago, we didn't have the issue with the cost of oil and fuel and everything that we have today. So to get my stuff from my manufacturer to my warehouse just cost probably three times as much today as it did eight years ago. So I just think if if you can foresee just a little ahead of time that you might be running out of funds, you know, try to get that back up before it actually happens. And I think it helps you, you know, stay calm a little longer. That's just my experience with Glovies. That's a good answer. I'm going to sign off because that's a great answer. And I'm going to sign off and continue to listen to the show. Great show. Great, Sarah. I love it. Thank well, you, Blythe. Have a good day. Thank you so much for that question, Blythe. So, Sari, are you yes. there, Sari? Sari, so I was... I, I am um, here. Okay, great. I was looking at your bio a little, and what I saw that I thought was very interesting is, how did you become an exclusive dealer for Cabbage Patch Original Dolls? Well, we're not... Oh, well, um, I lied. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting story. We were in the 2,500-square-foot store, and okay. I was really, really angry with one of my suppliers because they were going um, – this was when the Internet buying online started to become very big. Now, I was a huge dealer for this company, and they started to undercut me online, and I got really <sighs> upset. And all of a sudden, we get this letter. We were a huge Middleton dealer. We were selling dolls at that time from 125 to $250, and we had, uh, you know, a full case, and we were ordering every couple of weeks. I mean, we were really selling. And then they came out with this brilliant nursery, and the closest nursery, I think, right now is, I mean, there's nothing in any of the states around us at all. Um, what this was was a newborn, a doll that feels like a newborn baby. And at that time, it retailed for $120. And they were only taking select dealers, and you had to apply. And you had to give them a schematic of what you were going to do. We actually had to build a room. And they wow. wanted 250 square feet, which we could not give. But we had this wonderful um, full window front. And we built this room of 125 square feet, and we had the babies in the isolettes, et cetera, et cetera. And they can be, we have the pictures of it on um, our website. And we also, you know, you had to enter, and you did an adoption procedure. You did a well-baby checkup with the doctor and the kids, and there was a birth certificate. It was a wonderful concept. So my husband says, where are you going to put it? I said, well, I'm going to get rid of this, and we're going to put this here. This was one of those things where he hemmed and hawed and I said, I want to do this. This is different. This is unusual. And so we thought about it a little bit. And of course, I was successful because I was very, very strong about it. And it was the best, one of the best decisions we ever did. And so we built this room. Well, it's Christmas Mm -hmm. time and the nursery is packed. 
selling the nursery babies. We're selling the $250 babies. We're doing the checkups on the $250 babies. What do I care? The kids are having fun. We're having fun. The store is hopping, and there's this six-foot-four gentleman in the nursery, which was packed. And he starts asking me these questions. And Now, I'm five feet. So I look up at him, literally, you know, look up at him, and I said, you know, these are very, very strange questions. Why are you asking me these questions? And he said, I'm the president of the company. So I looked at him, and I batted my eyes. My eyes are my best features. And I batted my eyes, and I said, I lied. He said, I know, but it's okay, because we were doing so well with it, because we made it fun. We made it exciting. We let the kids go in and pick up the babies. They could hold the babies. They could hug the babies. They could rock the babies. And these dolls to this day are the only dolls that really feel like newborn babies on the commercial market. You just, nobody else can copy that feel. And we still are a nursery. So we're not one of the biggest nurseries, but we are one of the most fun nurseries. So the nursery is, um, Let's see. So the nursery is just set up so anybody in the Scottsdale area who has kids can just go in and really play, touch, feel, you know, the dolls yes, that... Yes, and it's not it's, it's not just Scottsdale. Uh, you know, a little story was this lady is in this airport in Chicago, and her daughter is holding a doll, and someone walks up to her and says, oh, my God, that doll is gorgeous. Where did you get it? And she says, well, we just got back from Scottsdale, and we were in the Scottsdale, you know, toy store, the dollhouse and toy store. And she goes, oh, my gosh, I shop there all the time. This is in Chicago. So this is wow. far-reaching, and it's, it's because it's different. You know, oh, people wow. come to me and say, well, F.A.O. Schwartz, we got the doll there. And I said, yes, I know F.A.O. Schwartz does have a nursery, but we had it way before them. And they go, really? Because people think <laughs> that F.A.O. Schwartz is so exclusive. And they forget that, the, that their local shop can be really different and really fun. You know, because wow. we just, yeah. we, we can hype it up. We have the personality. So can anybody, I guess we can just go online to your store and buy dolls right online, correct? Yes, correct. We do have them online. Wow, this sounds great. But I have to tell you, when my kids were younger, I mean, I have a local um, doll store in town where I live, and it sounds a little along the line of what you have, probably not as extensive. And I have to tell you, the owner of that store, I am a nervous wreck to walk in there when my children were younger because I'm not so sure she liked our, you know, the young children handling all the dolls and the toys and I was so stressed every time I went in. I have to tell you, I love the idea that you're so relaxed and you encourage young children to come into your store and touch and feel the products because, you know, it is an investment. I mean, to spend over $100 on a yes, doll is. Is, is a luxury. And to... Well, now the dolls, the nursery babies are $100 now. They, 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 when they started, they were made in the U.S. Unfortunately, in order to be competitive, they're now made overseas. But our theory about comfort level is it's a toy store. Have we fun. are a child store. We have play centers where the kids can play. Uh, I, I we have love a dog it. in the store. Sydney, they give the 
they give the dog treats. I mean, if I don't go up to the kids fast enough, the dog comes to me. He doesn't care what I'm doing. And he says, there's kids in the store. Where's my treat? Oh, that's know? sweet. So, All right. We're yes, going to take a quick break, Sorry. children. That's great. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Have you got kids? Need a little help dealing with your everyday battles? Is it time for you to call in reinforcements? Then join us each week for Mommy Warriors Live as longtime mob bloggers Alyssa Banco and Nicole Perry share their informative and hilarious stories from the front lines of parenthood. Armed with nothing but band-aids, some tissue, and a half-charged cell phone, there's no parenting battle the Mommy Warriors can't solve. Tune in each Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another episode of Mommy Warriors Live. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jurassi on toginet.com. The music's going. Okay. It's Josephine here, and we have Sari Poazek, who is the owner of the Dollhouse and Toy Store in Arizona. And um, so, Sari, we were just mentioning on break, it's amazing that somebody you know, locally here in my area would own a toy store and not, and have it to a point that it's just not child friendly. Um, I almost feel like, gosh, if, if she was a little more friendly, I know she would have a lot more customers, but for me as a mom well, to go you know, to the we store have... and feel stressed out is ridiculous, but tell us more about how you handle that. Well, every once in a while, we do have um, a child that we're not happy with because they're all over the store and they're being destructive. Usually, we find if we have a child that is behaving improperly, in our opinion, we'll go up and we'll say, you know, it's okay to play with our toys, but you cannot leave them in the middle of the floor. You need to put it back. We don't have anything out that the child could break or could hurt. Um, okay. For two reasons. Number one, we don't want the damage, and we don't have to say to the parents that they have to buy it. And number two, this is a child's store. 
We have kids that get up on a Saturday morning, and mom says, what do you want to do? And they say, we want to go to the toy store, we want to see Sydney, and we want to play. Okay. Do they buy something every time they come in? No. Do we care? No. This is their store. We own it, but it's their store. I think that's amazing and such a great attitude because I am sure if the children are coming in to play with Sydney, your dog, and the parent knows that the child's getting so much enjoyment out of that, when the holiday season rolls around, I am sure that parent is bringing that child in to see Sydney, and I'm sure they're leaving with, you know, a bag full of toys or gifts for others. So I love that idea. They are, and we also... Mm-hmm. You you really do think about your customers, they, which is great, Sari. We do. We do. But we also have a wish list and a birthday list. You know, oh. in our area, there's a lot of grandparents and a lot of aunts and uncles that do not live close by. They don't know what to buy. So, you know, it's no fun to go into Toys R Us and get something that you didn't want your child to have just because it's advertised on TV. You want something particular. So we have the parents fill out the list, give the grandparents our 800 number, we whip out the list, we cross off what they want, we gift wrap it, and the parent comes in. So instead of spending 15 to $20 or more on shipping, they have the present, they know they have it in their hand, it's not going to get lost in the mail, and the parent is happy because they got what the child wanted. And grandma and grandpa are happy because they know they have a good gift for their grandchild and it will be under the tree or by the menorah when it's time. I think it's wonderful. I love the fact that it's such a win-win situation and you really are great to your customers. I know um, somewhere along the line, I learned that you have delicious homemade cookies. Now, Sari, where does that come from? When did you start it? And why? We started it in the spring, and I do bake the cookies myself. I usually (laughs) will make a a double batch, (laughs) and I have a stash in the freezer for when I can't cook. This morning I did a chocolate chip, though I forgot the chocolate chip in the first batch. Chocolate chip cinnamon cookie. Oh, it's really good. Um, We started it because sometimes the kids come right from school, and they're hungry. So rather than give them a grain cracker, we thought, what spells home more than home-cooked cookies? So it was really my husband's idea. And even though sometimes it's difficult for me, that's why I have to stash in the freezer, I actually enjoy baking. So I'm trying all these different cookie recipes. And sometimes (laughs) I cross it out in the cookbook, and sometimes I go, yum, got to do this again. Um, But it's just just part of being a hometown store and a part of the homey feeling. I love the fact that you bring your other passion, um, your passion for baking into your store. And it is a homey feeling. I, I'm sure it is when somebody, anytime, I am. I have my house on the market right now. And it's so funny, Sari, anytime I have an open house, I've got the homemade chocolate chip cookies in the oven smelling up the house. It just gives you exactly. a different... It brings you back to childhood, I think, just that really good feeling that somebody's taking care of you or somebody 
cares enough about you to give you something special. And I think that's what you're giving to your customers, that feeling that you mean something special to me. And I'm sure that has something to do with your success. So I'm I'm thrilled that you're doing well, that. Well, you know, a great idea. 37 years is a long time. Wow. And we, we have watched, we have watched children grow up. We have had, at one time, we had five generation family in the store. Granted, the baby was only two months old, but we had <laughs> five generations in the store. And just the other day, I had a great grandma come in, Gigi. And Gigi was buying a Corolla baby doll. She has, six great-grandchildren, four of them are girls. And for their first birthday, they all get a Corolla doll from us, from our store. She was on her fourth. Tradition. And that's really what we have have become. I think that's great. It's really neat when you see repeat customers. When somebody comes in our store, no, I was going to say it's really neat when someone comes in the store with a toddler in tow and they walk up to us and they go, do you remember me? <laughs> that's what we have. Aww. It makes us feel old, but that's what we have. <laughs> I think that's great. But you know what, Sari, you had mentioned prior to the show that what you and your husband do often is you reinvent yourselves every few years. What made you decide to do that? Um, I get bored. So I have to have a new project. I have to have something exciting. So reinventing could be as simple as the nursery. Of course, then the whole store had to be reworked because we eliminated something else. Um, It could be, you know, a new website. It could be learning how to work Facebook, but it's something different than what we've been normally doing to to keep those juices flowing, the creative juices flowing, because it's really easy to fall into a routine. Mm-hmm. So, and it, you know, so it's, so it's also going, it's getting out of our comfort zone because it just makes you think. And it sounds like you are so. such a creative person, Sari. So. I don't know. I just get this feeling that you like to surprise your customers, <laughs> that when they walk through the door, they probably look at you and say, okay, what's different from even last week since I've been here? And I love that hometown feeling that everybody is like one big happy family there. And I'm not even there, but I get that feeling. Well, you know, when our customers walk in and they go, what's new? And they go to a spot and go, wait a second, this wasn't here last week. Well, you know, when we get new stuff in, we have to kind of move things around to make room. And bless my husband. He gets so upset with me. He says, where are you going to put this? I said, do not worry. We will find room. And so the customers really do. We have departments. We have set areas that we don't move. It's just we move within those areas. And so the customer knows that if they're coming in for crafts, they know to go back to that area. But they want to know what's new. They want to know what's different. Okay. They want to know what the kids are enjoying. I think it's great. So I have another question for you, Sari. So as business owners, I know it's super, super important to be true to your core values. And you mentioned this in... Um, 
one of the emails that you sent to me. Can you touch more upon that? Well, you know, it's a difficult situation. Um, During the Beanie Baby craze, everybody was just scalping their customers. They were getting the Beanie Babies in. They should be sold for $5.99, and they were putting them on eBay for $40, $50. Uh. We never did that. We were one of 12 stores that Ty Warner gave Princess. We held an auction and raised $3,500 for the Humane Society. Oh, Could we nice. have sold that princess and put the money in our pocket? Yes, absolutely. We did not do that. Another hot trend was buckyballs. Oh, my God. I had people telling me, you are so crazy not to stock these. They were a $40 item. I, said, I, can't I don't remember them. that. I can't what buy was them. The... They're dangerous. Buckyballs were those little teeny earth magnets about the size of a small ball bearing. And they were very, very strong. And you could actually make sculptures from them. You could put them together uh, and wear them as a necklace. They were that strong. But I cannot okay. bring these in. I just can't mm-hmm. because they're dangerous to my customer. My customer is, you know, young. So what happened yeah. with buckyballs, and they're totally recalled from the market. You can't even buy them as an adult. It was originally a desktop toy. But somehow okay. the kids got into it. And, yes, if you have a responsible child, it's fine. But then you also have the eight-year-old that ate eight of them mm-hmm. and perforated her intestine. Oh, because gosh. once they're in there, if you swallow one, it's not a problem. You swallow two, they're that strong. They were perforating the intestine. I mean, oh. I could not bring them in. That's true to my core. Yes, I want to make money. I am in this to make money. But I can't make money at the expense of my customer. Well, that didn't sound right. But you know what I mean. I just, I can't milk my customer just because it's something hot. Well, it's integrity. It's not something that I feel comfortable with. It's integrity. And I think as customers, you want to do business with business owners that have integrity. And the fact that you were selling the Beanie Babies at $5.99 is says a lot about you as an individual and as a business owner. And I can assure you by not gouging your customers, they know that and they remember that. Whereas if they go someplace else and they pay more for a beanie baby, I, I hate that feeling of being ripped off. Even though you, your child really, really wants that, you might go after, you might spend the extra money but that negative feeling that is left with you, Sari, I don't think you ever mm-hmm. forget that. And when it comes time to go shopping again, I personally would not go back to that store after feeling ripped off. So I think you did the right thing for the long-term effects of having valued customers. But stay well, with this- us. We're going to take a quick break. But Sari, we're going to come back and we're going to do your five business tips. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. 
and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Riles, is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Oe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book Human Language Evolution and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people, how America was populated, and we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Oe Nandi is here to simplify the complex and to give us insight into our history and maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on TogiNet Radio for an insightful show with host, scientist, and poet, Oe Nandi. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. We have Sari Pawazek, um, who is the owner with her husband, Sam, the owner of the Dollhouse and Toy Store. So, Sari, before we get on with our last segment of the show, can you just tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you or, you know, how they can come visit you in Scottsdale? Well, they can come look at this beautiful, beautiful, sunshiny day that we have today. Definitely top-down weather. Um, we do have a website. It's www.azdollhouse.com. Please make sure you put in the AZ. Otherwise, you will get very surprised, and you won't be happy. Um, yes, yeah, so AZ stands for Arizona Dollhouse, azdollhouse.com. And our 800 number is 800-398-3981. You can call us, um, and I do email, do respond to my email, so go into the website and hit the Contact Us button, and if I'm up, I'll actually respond to you at midnight. Great. All right, Sari, that sounds wonderful. So before we get into our five best business tips, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. You know, the holiday season is coming up pretty rapidly, and um, a lot of times we always see the hot toy list of the season. What is your take on that, Sari? Um, for a toy to be hot and for all the advertisements to be made and inventory to be brought in, the hot toys have to be decided a year or so in advance. So it really isn't a hot toy. It's what some CEO decided will be a hot toy. And a lot right. of times, like the Hug Me Elmo, how redeeming is that? If the child right. is not engaged in play, 
you want a toy that the child is going to use over and over and over again for a period of time. My whole theory about toys are, yes, sometimes the child will outgrow a toy, but I like to sell you a toy that the child will use for a long period of time, will be in great shape that you can pass it down to another child or another family, and instead of replacing the toy, add to the toy. For example, calico critters, you just keep adding to that line, and the child just keeps playing for five, six years. I love selling that. When it comes to doll, I love selling you the doll. Then I will sell you a high chair. I will sell you a rocking cradle, but not one to replace what you bought for me, one to add what you bought to me. So that's my theory. I want you to have something that is of, I call it redeeming value, something that you will use over and over again. I love that idea. And it's so, so important because... I don't know, Sari. I've got three kids and I am just going through all their toys and some of the stuff I look at. I consider myself a pretty smart person. But now three years later, I'm looking at like these toys that my husband and I bought our kids. And I'm like, how could we have done this? You know, how could we have made because such a the, board... kids... the kids are brainwashed, the kids I think. Saw it on TV. <laughs> right. Yeah, the kids saw it on TV. I want to sell you a toy that both a boy and a girl can use. I want to sell you a game that the whole family will enjoy playing. I don't want to sell you a game where you roll the dice and you got double so you get to roll again and you're lucky. I want to sell you a game where the child has to think. And that's the difference that you will find between a specialty toy store and the big box stores. We want you to get value for your money. All right. I'm going to ask you a bonus question before we go on to our business tips. So, Sari, what is your favorite family game? Oh, my. That's hard. Because (laughs) since I do the buying, 90% of what I have in the store, in fact, my customers laugh at me because they go, this is my favorite. Oh, wait. They're all my favorites. Um, It depends on the child. It depends on the age. Um, It depends on boy versus girl. Versus both. So it's really, really hard to, to answer. Um, Kenzie, for a fast game, there's 77 ways to play this game. So even for a young child, if you go slow, they can have mm-hmm. a great game. You can, you can do um, pairs. You what? can do number order. You can do odd numbers, even numbers. It's a dice game. What is Another it called game again? Is, and these are just simple games. Kenzie, T-E-N-Z-I. T-E-N-Z-I. Another okay. T, right, T-E-N-Z-I. Great game. Okay. They just came out with 77 ways to play it. Another great game is Spot It. It's a game you can take to the restaurant. It's a hand-eye coordination game. Um, but you're using both sides of your brains because you're finding a match on a card. But it could be the same size. It could be a different size. One could be large. One could be small. But it's still the same item. One can be on the left side of the card the other could be in the middle of the card you know so it's really a great game because you're using the entire brain you're using both sides of your brain and oh, the I adults love, love playing this as well as the kids oh fantastic i'm going to share with yeah, you one, one of, of my, my favorites, favorites excuse me yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. i think that's great i'll share with you one and of what, my favorite and i'm sure you have it in the store it's called zingo z-i-n-g-o oh gosh yes I'll don't you, you love that about that 
when we, I love that game. When we expanded into the 3,650 square feet, the sales rep said to me, you need to get this game. I said, I don't like this game. You know, I'm a, I'm a teacher. It, to me, it, it's boring. She said, I will guarantee that sale. <laughs> it's one of the kids' favorite games. Boys, girls, it's action. It's, it's visual. It's word recognition. It's got it all. And that's the kind of game we like, a game that is not one-sided but multifaceted. I love it. And, you know, we play it together as a family. My seven-year-old enjoys it as much as my 11-year-old, and we've been playing it for years. So. Exactly. I think anybody exactly. out there who doesn't have that um, for their kids, it's well, a great Well, they just came holiday. out with Zingo Time. Oh, that sounds good. Too. Zingo yeah. Time. All right. So you now have helped me pick out some of my holiday um, toys. So thank you for that, Sari. Well, you may but, not find Zingo Time yet. They just introduced it. All right. That sounds good. So, Sari, let's move on to our business tips. I always like to wrap up my show with that. The first business tip you have is about customer service. Tell me about that. Customer service is working one-on-one with your customer. I mean, they, they, all, of, all my five tips kind of all blend together, so we'll probably kind of touch on a couple of them in, in the same time. Okay. Working with your customer, finding what the customer wants, the age of the child, even the tacky question of how much do you want to spend? So sometimes, you know, you start selling, showing them something and you see the red light go up. So, okay, how much do you want to spend? We will find the perfect toy within that price range. Um, gift wrap. Um, I'll gift wrap anything. We have been known to uh, give the customer extra paper because they had another present to go with it that they got someplace else. I don't care. It's right. a piece of paper. Made the customer happy. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. Let's keep gift our wrapping. customer happy. So customer service. Yeah. I think gift wrapping, yeah, especially in your business, is so important because sometimes that makes the difference for me as to whether I'm going to one store or the other because we have such hectic lives compared to when I was growing up. When You know, with my three kids, we're going from the soccer field straight to the birthday party and running my own business. My time is so limited. A lot of times I'm just grabbing a gift on the run. And if I go into a local exactly. toy store and they're wrapping that gift for me, guess what? I'm going there as opposed to going to a, you know, a big store that doesn't have that gift wrapping available. But so. that's, that's interesting because the concept is the big store is cheaper. Well, try buying that $5 roll of gift wrap paper to wrap that present. And I then have. you have to still go someplace else. Exactly. And that's I have, Sari, and I, I different. would... Right. And then I would have to buy the tape that I didn't really need at the time. And I do try to have, you know, a, a small pair of scissors in the car. But there I used to be wrapping the gifts in the car with the kids screaming in the background, who's hungry, who has to go to the bathroom. And it would be so stressful. Now it's just, it's That's so nice. That's why we have the cookies yeah. in the store. You wouldn't have a hungry child. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> But great. also, you could call me and say, I'm on my way to a birthday party. It is a six-year-old boy. I want to spend $22. We will run it out to the car, grab your credit card, run in, run the credit card, and you're gone. I think that's you know? great. Customer Life has service. To be easy. 
I think Life it's perfect. To so. There's too much else to stress out over. So we, we, this show has gone so fast. We're under three minutes now. We're probably closer to two. So we're going to go really quick with these um, tips. So the second okay. business tip you have is knowledge of product. Right. Tell you us can about always that, sell something if you understand it. If you understand how the product works, what the product does, it's much easier to tell your customer about it. Okay, so know your and product so, really sometimes well. Sometimes I do look, well, but I don't know all of it really well because it's impossible. We have over 15,000 items in the store. So sometimes I do have to read the box, but I do play all the games at one time or another. Okay. So I know that it's fun, otherwise I wouldn't have brought it in. Great. Tip number three, okay. always ask. Ask open-ended questions. Yep. And make sure that you, you listen ask to the answer. question. Mm-hmm. Right. If you ask a question... You want to be able to answer it. So you don't want a yes or a no answer because no ends the conversation. And you don't get to know anything about what the customer is looking for. So always listen and always ask an open-ended question. I love your tip number four. Be be open to suggestions from your customers. It's so important. If somebody is asking you, do you carry this? I'll tell you, I would write that down as quickly as you could, because if they're asking, I'm sure somebody else wants it too. Well, usually I'll go right to the computer and I will put in a request for information from that company. So it doesn't mean I'll get it and it doesn't mean that I will buy it right away, but I now have the information in my wholesale folder. So I can go I back and look at it and decide whether it's something that fits. That's perfect. And the last tip that we talked about on the show earlier is be true to who you are. And it really seems to me that you really follow what you believe in, Sari, which is why I'm sure it has a lot to do with your success. Yes, so. we do. We sleep well at night. I think this is great. So, Sari, I just wanted to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. Once again, listeners, you can find Sari at www.azdollhouse.com. So, Sari, I wish you tons of luck with your day today. You know, you have your TV um, You're going to appear on your local TV uh, show. And I just wanted to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. My pleasure. Anytime. You have okay, a good thanks. day. Thank you. And everyone, I'll see you next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks so Thank much. You for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments.